When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Gerald Borgay. Espo will be back on Friday. He's on a quick little vacation before the season starts. Yeah, he's, he's not coming back Friday. <laughs> I I told him he's not coming back on Friday. Well, I need a week, okay? <laughs> just a week. We just need a week. <laughs> and it's yes, he did day, get y'all. fired. It's media day. <laughs> it is media day. We finally got to hear from every single Suns player, from James Jones, from Monty Williams. Except and there's one. a lot. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Are you guys excited for this? This is like this is the first time we've actually had legitimate things to discuss. Mm-hmm. It feels like semi-basketball related anyway in a while. It didn't feel like there was a lot of basketball talk um, outside of maybe a few game seven answers here and there. But um, but that's that was the drama that was this offseason. I mean, there was a lot this of it. There was a lot of it. So let's go true. ahead and get into it. Huh? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to end on a really good note today. So stick around for that. But we're going to start with the conversation, obviously, around Robert Sarver and what's going on within the organization as far as that goes. Because, again, this was the first time we got to hear from everybody as far as their thoughts on the situation. So here is James Jones, Monty Williams, and Devin Booker. Uh, I think I'm in agreement um, with selling a team. I think that's the best outcome for everyone involved. Uh, The players, the fans, the staffers, uh, everyone that was impacted on so many levels. it, it brings some closure uh, to a long period of discomfort and uneasiness, um, but it also gives us a pivot point to continue to focus on um, raising the standards of our organization and uh, leading by example. Um, I think when you look at the findings and in, in this process we've been through, um, you realize that we just did not live up to a standard of excellence. Um, those behaviors, um, not just in sport, but just in society in general, uh, those are behaviors that are unacceptable. And, and we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard and we have to protect those that can't protect themselves. So um, our focus this year is to continue uh, on the progress that we've made as an organization, um, to continue to live our winning behaviors, respect, resiliency, um, and, and support. And, and I'm just grateful that our players and, and, and everyone involved uh, can feel good about the outcome. A lot like James, um, there was a bit of shock. Um, There was a moment where I was in disbelief when you see uh, the bullet points and then when you go through it, um, you start to think about how these things impacted people. 
how is it going to impact our team, the organization, uh, the community, and and then James and myself and Morgan had a, a ton of conversations about you know how do we handle this, deal with this in a way that's productive but also sympathetic towards those who have been affected by all of this. Um, just a number of emotions. Um, and at the same time, um, thinking about my own kids, uh, I have a, a white wife, uh, my stepson is white, and I have five black children. And just thinking about them living in a world where these kinds of things still happen, you know, that bothered me. So. I'm no different than you all. I, I, there was a range of emotions and, and uh, states of mind that I dealt with. So I think the biggest thing that came out of this, um, as far as what I saw on social media, is that everyone kind of expected Devin to have a different answer than what he did have. I don't know why. <laughs> I honestly don't know why. Mm. Like, even from the optics of this, right, Devin got got his, he got paid, you know, when well, arguably he should have been paid, you know, like he mm. got the first contract extension, got the second one, like Robert Sarver, for, for all accounts, is taking care of Devin Booker. Um, like the superstar that he is. Um, so I'm not, this does not blindside me that, that Devin Booker um, would, would not be able to relate to what Robert Sarver has done and treated him versus how he treated the rest of the organization. And, and, and you know, like, and I've talked to multiple people about the differences between those two aspects. Like, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, Chris Paul, obviously with the Robert, <coughs> Ster or with the Sterling stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um like Sterling literally did things optically, physically to make players feel cringe. Mm -hmm. Like just did a lot, right? Sarver, for all accounts, uh, was just an asshole and like butted himself into situations that he probably shouldn't have butted himself into. But the other aspect of everything in terms of the way he treated the employees, the harassment, you know, the 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 racism and stuff like that, for all accounts was not towards the players. It was in a different realm. So I could see how things are separated is what I'm saying at the end and why Devin Booker well, wouldn't, would say something like that's not the Robert Sarver he knows. Right. And I, I understand people's disappointment with what he had to say the whole, because this was the same thing that James Jones said in his statement about a year ago, which I asked him about at media day because I wanted to give him a chance to answer that. Okay, now that you've read the findings the robber that you know is different and he acknowledged he he said he stood by his original statement because that truly was not the person that he interacted with and encountered but he book and pretty much everybody else on the roster said you know this is not the person that we dealt with or that we experienced firsthand but there are other people's experiences to bear in mind here so it's not the response that you want to hear because at a certain point it's like, who cares what your experience with him was? This is what he was. This is what people said he was. And that matters far more than how nice he was to you or how much money he gave to you. So I understand people's disappointment. But at the end of the day, he was giving an honest answer. It's just not 
it's not one people want to hear, but like you said, I, I wasn't surprised to hear that either. I also in the chat, like guys, I, I, I know everybody's tired of talking about Sarver. Like mm -hmm. I know that, but mm -hmm. you know, it is still the, the, the news that we we're, we're going to touch on. And, and there are some people that want to hear the responses from the players and mm -hmm. um, we haven't had an opportunity to talk to them. So this is a different aspect and we're going to cover it for a little bit. And then guess what? After today, we probably are just going to move on because it's on to, to actual basketball and actual right. X's and O's, hopefully outside of J Crowder. <laughs> but, but again, this is the first time that any of these people have spoken about the situation. And it's important to ask the questions and it's important to give them the space to also have some time to share their thoughts or their feelings on it. And like, you're absolutely right, you guys, like Sarver is not going to treat Devin the same way he would treat a middle level employee mm -hmm. in the organization. You're just not going to get the same type of treatment right. from him. And mm -hmm. that's just apparent. Um, I do appreciate though, that even everyone who came out and was asked about it, which was basically every single player who at least has been on this team for a while mm -hmm. has said, even though I never experienced it, that does not discredit anybody who did experience yeah. it. Correct. And that I still feel incredibly bad for those people who did have to experience those things. Right. So there was empathy and compassion and understanding for the people who did have to go through those tough situations. Yeah. But now that we've talked about it, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> we can move on to the next drama. To the next off topic the next thing. piece of drama <laughs> that everyone's already talking about in the chat. Mm -hmm. And that's DeAndre in and the way that he spoke when he was on the podium, his body language, yada, yada, yada. But first let's hear from Monty and James about the, um, matching of the offer that DA was given by Indiana. I mean, I echo what James said. Like, there was never a conversation where we were going to let him go. Um, when I, I was, I forget where I was, on the road somewhere, and I, I knew that Indiana made an offer sheet, and James was like, we're matching right away. There was a sense of relief there um, because of what he's meant. And the thing that people don't see is how much he's been in the gym and how much better he's gotten this summer. I think having all that stuff behind him has given him a sense of relief. Um, I think when players know you want them around and, and value them, um, it gives them confidence. That doesn't mean you don't have, you know, situations that come up. You know, that's, that's part of coaching and part of you know, being on a really good team with competitive players. So I, I agree with James. I echo what he just said. Like there wasn't a scenario where we felt like he wasn't going to be around. Uh, he's just too good of a player and he's, and he's a good dude. I mean, there's, there's times where you bump heads on certain issues, but that doesn't define a person in totality. Um, and I think sometimes that stuff just gets blown out of proportion and rightfully so when you don't know all the facts. Well, I mean, we've had plenty of conversations, but I mean, we've, we were clear since day one that we wanted DeAndre here. And, and the unique thing about sport is whenever you start talking about contracts, um, a lot of noise happens. Um, people attribute things to you that you didn't say. Um, and, and I'm not on social media as much as many, um, but that is what I call a noise box where narratives start to go and people start to speculate. Um, they speculated that we did not want DeAndre. I think it was evident. Uh, we, we were very proactive in matching and, and making sure that he stayed here in Phoenix. 
Um, so we were consistent and we'll continue to be consistent. You know, our focus is to, to help him continue to grow and, and to help him establish himself as an all-star because if he does that for us, um, we're a pretty good team and I think we'll have a very, very bright future um, for years to come. Yeah, so it was interesting to me because they both mentioned the work that DA's been putting in over the summer. They've both talked over the last few weeks about the things that he's going to be able to do that are different. And, and Monty addressed a question head on about this as far as, you know, what his offensive role is going to be. They're not going to overhaul the offense, but there are different wrinkles where they're going to get him more involved in the mid range. He even mentioned, I think, corner threes. Um, so we're going to see DA add on to his game. Everybody was talking about this weight being off his shoulders now that he's gotten paid. Um, it didn't really mesh with what we saw from DA himself, but um, it does seem like everybody here is still high on him, his future, his potential, um, and him being back here again. Okay, so let's go, because we're already getting asked, like Lori yeah. wants us to play DA's interview. We have a snippet of it that we'll play here on the show. We can post more of it later on social if you guys really want to see that. But for now, this is what we got for you. So pretty much the entire time that DA was up on the podium talking to media, it was very short answers, one sentence, maybe five words each sentence, like nothing too um, normal, I guess you could say, for DeAndre. And because typically you get a fun, lighthearted, free-spirited kind of personality from DeAndre. And then we did not see that today. It's because he's he's taken a lot of fucking shit. Yeah. Like... Honestly, you reap what you sow. Like, you know, somebody had mentioned it earlier. Um, I think it was Jay. They criticize DA when he's too silly. They criticize him when he's too serious. He can't win. 100%. And, and it's a million percent the, the right take. Like, he's he's tired of the bullshit. He's tired of getting, you know, slandered for every little thing because he was the number one overall pick. Like, he he's such a good player. And sure, there's some things that we'd love to see him tweak. And it looks like he's tweaking them in this offseason. And uh, we'll see what that means when it comes to the regular season. But, I mean, damn, man, like every turn it was like D.A. is going to get traded, and you know, or or we, the Suns don't want him. And then they, they didn't give him his contract as fast as they gave Devin Booker his. And it's just like all these things that I, I could understand from D.A.'s perspective where he's just like, you know what, like it's, it's, it's part of your fault too. Like from his perspective, I, I feel like – He's like he's he feels like he's been good to the media and he's treated the media fairly and he still gets shit on constantly. Yeah. And so I I would probably take the same approach. Like I can give you a hundred words on why like X Y and Z happened, but every time I say one little thing out of context, people take it as if it's gospel. Like like that's just that's the reason why I'm not playing. You know, scoring twenty five and fifteen a game and only doing twenty and ten. Uh, it's, you know, I'm playing video games until two o'clock in the morning. That's the reason why I fell apart in this series or I didn't play well in this game or whatever. Like it's no different than a lot of the other players. But for whatever reason, D.A. is on a different, uh, you know, platform and it just doesn't make sense. So like, listen, man, I've had D.A.'s back since day one. Everybody knows that. I don't like the way people approach D.A. Um, you know, you can't sit there and want your athletes to be you know, bigger than life and colorful and and really show you who they are. And then you absolutely murder them for it. Like mm -hmm. there, 
it can't be like that all the time. So for me, for DA, I, I respect what he did today and how he just wanted to get it over with and move on. Because as we know, and at least when we talked or when you, we were talking earlier, yeah. he wasn't like that when, when he was off the camera. He was not because I left um, a little bit early um, before we got to speak with all the players. Gerald was the one who did the heavy lifting there. So thank you, Gerald. <sighs> but I ran into DA in the hallway and he and I chatted for a little bit. Happy-go-lucky DA that I have known the entire time that he has been here in Phoenix. He was having a good time. He was chatting with people. It, it was literally the DA we know and love behind the scenes and with people in the organization that he was talking to, with other people. I genuinely just think that, well, here, there's two sides of the coin here, okay? Because a lot of people are saying, you know, that Windhorse and and Mark Spears were talking about how it felt like a funeral or how you were waiting in line at a dentist office or something like that for media day. Of course it does, you guys, because how can you expect a person to, it's real. we have a hard time doing it here on the show. When you bring up a topic like what happened with Robert Sarver and all of the people that were affected by that situation, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but aren't you so stoked you got paid this year? <laughs> like, how do you honestly, like, it's so hard to go from, this is a very serious topic that I don't want to take lightly to then flip the switch. And all of a sudden I have a big old smile on my face and I'm cheesy well, and it's just like, it doesn't feel right. It, it's also more, it's also, it's also more than that, right? The way they ended the season, all the things that have happened in, during the off season, um, you know, the, the guys that they lost and did not really replace, um, you know, you're coming into the season, you're coming into media day with all these questions. Uh, and then you throw in the Jay Crowder stuff literally the day before and you're just like, shit, here we go. Like, I'm definitely not looking forward to going to have to answer things right. about multiple different topics that are not, and none of them are good. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just, yeah. they're just, they're, they're not, you know, it, it, it's just, I, I would be a little unnerved too. Like, all right, well, and it puts your demeanor in a certain place, right? Like, right. You're apprehensive, mm -hmm. you're a little anxious, and you probably just want to be short and get it over with. Oh yeah, and it's it was it was jarring seeing him so just kind of down and his because he is that bubbly personality with us. I don't think it was solely a media thing because you know the ones that are there every day that he deals with, he's always been good to us, and I like to think we've always been good to him as far as our coverage of him. Um, but you're right. He has put up with a summer of trade rumors of fans talking about the Monty sideline blow up, the game seven, um, performance, ev all of everything under the sun the discourse as a whole, right? The whole discourse as a whole and not just with him, but the Suns in general too, because then you've got the Durant trade rumors. You've got the Sarver thing. You've got Jay Crowder now said it like everything about this team. He was basically just that was the personification of what we've been feeling all summer with this team, aside from excitement about maybe getting Durant. Like, it's all been bad lately. So I don't fault him for it, but I am curious to see, okay, is that is this just the new DA or was this just a bad day of answering a lot of unfortunate negative questions? Like, if we get the same DA on, like, Wednesday when we talk to him again or whenever it is, like do we have potentially reason to be concerned? Because when I left the building, he was same bubbly DA talking to people, having a good time. But like, is this a new front? Like, has he just kind of had enough of the criticism and what people have had to say about them? I don't know. I mean, he was, he, he was in the middle of a contract negotiation last year and it fizzled and it didn't go anywhere. And he was still a consummate professional the entire year. Mm -hmm. um, this year, 
uh, you know, all because he's, you know, he's not answering questions to the length that we are used to him answering. Uh, I well, expect, it's, it's more than that. I, you know, I if expect, you're given one or two word, three word answers, that's not the same as not answering it to the usual extent. There was a, there was a very pointed point that he was making and he made it and I respect him for it. Is that not but what let's I just not, said though? Isn't no, that but that's did? different. That's, he, he answered things differently than he normally does. That's Is minimizing that not... it a little bit, I think. Okay, whatever. It's still the same thing though. It's like... He's he's not answering the questions that the way he normally was. That's the best way I can put okay, it. Like, sure. I mean, yeah, he he was very short when he usually isn't, mm. and he was to the point, and he just wanted to get the hell out of there. Like, and I'm not going to crucify him for it. That's it. I just I don't think we should overreact because somebody in the chat, and I'm sorry I don't remember who it was, um, had mentioned that all over Twitter apparently there are people who are calling for DA to get cut. <laughs> for what? For the actions of <laughs> For today, the way that apparently, he answered, and no. I guess I don't know. I don't know if this is um, true or not. But in the chat, I think it was also Cut mentioned DA. that Windhorse was saying there were a couple of people on the podcast that were saying that DA's still with the narrative that DA doesn't want to be here. Um, so, look, I it's just been a lot. <laughs> I understand that concern because the way that he answered questions today, he obviously did not want to be there at the podium right then mm -hmm. in that minute. I don't think that we can exacerbate that into he doesn't want to be in Phoenix in general. Like this was a shitty day full of really shitty, unfortunate questions that needed to be asked. And I get why he was not happy. Like I, I, I get it. I don't, my concern is like if it continues and if it's a thing like, okay, yes, he is unhappy to be in Phoenix, but I wouldn't take what happened today as that at all. No. Whoever uses the words cut DA is the dumbest person in the world. <laughs> I mean, straight up, like you don't know shit right. about business. You don't know shit about sports. You don't know shit about this team. You don't know shit about basketball. Like, Fuck out of here. I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping that they're not literally meaning cut in, but they're asking for him to be traded, maybe? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just think that we need to maybe take a step back from all of the DeAndre Ayton conversation because I I do understand that it was relevant this offseason. It was worth asking the questions and having some conversations around it. That's fair. But I don't think that we should take whatever we saw today and run with it as if that is what tells us everything we need to I know. think he's still going to be a pro no matter what. Agreed. And if I'm wrong, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this season is going to be such a shit show. If right. I'm wrong. If, if it, that's oh that's God. what I'm saying. If this is the new DA, we're going to have problems. Like this is everything that's going on. We're aiming towards like a game ten locker room blow up of some sort. But I don't think that's going to be the case. DA has always been good to his teammates and vice versa as far as having yeah. each other's backs and being. I mean, every everybody's been clamoring for him to play like he has a chip on his shoulder. Right. If there's ever going to be a time where he has a chip on his shoulder, <laughs> apparently maybe it's now. I, I will see. Mm -hmm. The first time he dunks, people are going to lose their mind. Be like, oh, my God, he's now aggressive. Right. Oh, my God, because dunking <laughs> is the end all be all for him, apparently. Yeah. But even if this is the DA that we get as far as like media goes, mm -hmm. I don't I still don't think based on what I literally saw with my own two eyes today. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is the DA that anybody behind the scenes is getting. No, no. So even if he does continue talking to media like this and chooses that he's no longer going to give honest, upfront, bubbly type of answers publicly, I guarantee you he will get that. His teammates will get that. His coaching staff, his training staff, all of them will get the same normal DA right. that, that you've gotten all his entire career. Also, can I mention something? Yes, hmm. of course. You know, in the off season, um, I actually came across Monty and he asked me, you know, hey, Saul, um, I'm having trouble getting through to the guys sometimes. You know, what should I do? And I said, 
Brother, you got to embrace the gray. <laughs> embrace the gray. Go. Is that what happened? No. Is Whoops. that why Monty has a full beard now? It was full, after full Saul. Beard. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I passed on the words of wisdom. Oh gosh. <laughs> Honestly, I think I couldn't figure out. I was like, why does Monty look so different? Mm -hmm. Then you're like, yeah, it's a full full beard. It, I think it looks good on him. It does. I think he looks. He rocks it really well. I think he should keep it. It looks like after Game Seven, he like went into the mountains and had his like <laughs> epiphany moment, like dwelling sure on that did. loss. <laughs> like meditating the whole time. Would it surprise either of you if Monty came out tomorrow and was like, yeah, in the summer I went into the mountains and I just had that moment? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise anybody. Oh, man. Or it shouldn't surprise anybody. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I really do hope, though, as, as far as DA goes, that we get to see him do more because last year the whole story coming into training camp, aside from the contract stuff, was him basically saying, I don't like my big man duties. So now that he's been paid, now that there's... It still seems like there's a little uneasiness there. Like, are we going to expand his game a little bit more? Are we going to actually see a lot of these things that they've been talking about for years? Um, and I hope so, because this team needs more offensive threats. It needs its young guys to take that next step forward. And I think he's ready for that. So we'll see. But I guess we'll find out as the season continues and training camp continues over the week just exactly what kind of DA we are going to get. You can't really put money on it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but you can put money on other things on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and make watching football and basketball even more enjoyable. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Then you can take those free bets, you can flip them, you can use them on their stepped-up same-game parlays right now where for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with bigger payouts than ever. Or you can put them on futures bets for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, it's a lot of cool things that you can do over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And really the biggest thing, I know I've said it multiple times, it really does making make watching sports a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but like we'll get into Jay here soon. But the Crowder Cash Club last year, it was so much more fun. <laughs> the first 30 seconds of the game were so much fun mm -hmm. when I knew one of us had some money riding on that first bucket. Well, good times don't last forever, now do they? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> oh, but, but these good times on Wednesday will. Yeah. Oh, you need to finish? A little bit, yeah. I do have to read <laughs> a few it. more. So I close. had the transition so, so ready. You, you just almost. You uh. can do it again in one second. Listen, it's really simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. Again, that's PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Just a reminder, though, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Well, good times can carry over to Wednesday. <laughs> there we go. So if you want to drink your sorrows away because you didn't like the way today went, you can come join us at Four Peaks because it's obviously our last day of the month. And every last Wednesday of the month, we go to Four Peaks and hang out and do all our shows from there. Drink and eat chicken tendies. And by the way, holy crap. Yes. Came what? across a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have fries yeah. that you can get specially made Four peak style. Mm -hmm. Insane. What is it? All the way it's like the seasoning they put on with some garlic and stuff. I, I, I like, I had to call the guys over. I was like, dude, you got to taste these. <laughs> they all had one. They're like, what the F? It's like, incredible. It was pretty dope. So we'll be there. Um, obviously Four Peaks. We love them as a partner. Mm -hmm. um, so if you uh, come out, enjoy responsibly. 21 and over only yes. uh, can drink. But anybody can come to the actual brewery, have a have a 
you know, a nice beverage or not beverage if you're underage. Yes. Um, well, but you can, can have Coke. You can have Coke. You can eat. And then you can watch all our shows. Mm-hmm. Also, if you tell them that you're there with us, you can get $3 Kilt Lifter or Wow Pints. So that's a little special for you guys who come through. So let's get into Jay Crowder. Okay. Over the weekend, we learned that Jay Crowder was not going to be with the team for training camp. Mm-hmm. The uh, tweet and delete from Jay himself saying, I won't be there. And a press release shortly after from the Suns confirming that they mutually decided that Jay should not be with the team for training camp. That was a little bit wild of a situation, I guess you could say. <sighs> That's one way. How it all it. went down was just very. <laughs> well, I was I was at dinner with my girlfriend at sushi, and I get the notification that he tweeted. And I for some with Jay, you know the way he's been posting stuff and deleting stuff and moving stuff around with his likes all summer. So I got the screenshot, and immediately, like right after when I went to go look at the actual tweet, it was already gone. So I'm I'm glad I got the screenshot, but like. That was very premeditated. It was strange. It was hilarious that he followed it up with his own trade hype video later in the weekend. Like, I I don't know. I was not expecting that. I think I was expecting him to maybe ask for a trade, but not just outright quote tweet Dwayne Rankin and be like, yeah, I'm not going to be there. And then the next day it's like, yeah, he's not going to be there. Like, I, I don't... I don't think he's the worst player to ever demand his own trade, but like it is interesting that he's like doing that. The way he went about it is the thing that I'm like, but, but then again, like he's been chirping basically all summer mm-hmm. and we don't know and, what's been going on behind the scenes. How many times yes. he went to the front office, yeah, his right. agents yeah. went to the front office and said, we don't yeah. want to continue this partnership. You need to move this guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe the sons were dragging their feet to the point where Jay and his people just got fed up. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, listen, whether you like him or not right now, um, you know, he he has not been subtle about his desire to move on from the Phoenix Suns for whatever reason. We still don't really understand what that reason is. Um, Rumors, obviously, are flying around from, uh, you know, wanting more money or uh, being replaced in the starting lineup. But uh, this is what I'm going to say. This is a business. He doesn't feel like this part of his career um, is being taken advantage of in whatever way. So he wants to move on to another spot where he feels like he will be an asset um, more so than here. Uh, I will say uh, there's no way in hell the Suns should ever trade him to a Western Conference foe that is in contention. So you can think about you can forget about Memphis or somewhere like even the the Warriors or anything like that unless they got a crazy haul back because mm. there's just no point. Either you're trading them to, to some other bum organization or you're trading them to the East. There's no there's no West Coast alliance here at all. Right. So my Jay Crowder thoughts. Number one, I've heard from a source of a source that the reason behind it is more so due to him wanting an extension. Um, because they could have tacked on a few more years to his contract. And so, you know, with all the extensions that were being handed out in Phoenix, Jay felt he was he deserved one, and they weren't willing to do that. So now he's looking to be traded to a team that will value him in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to find that in a trade partner because the Suns got to do what's best for the Suns now. Um, but that's, based, that's what I've heard as far as why he's upset. Um, 
it sucks because it's kind of an unseemly end to the tenure of a guy who was nothing but a professional while he was here. Like, I know people are pissed at him right now for the way he's handled it, and you're totally entitled to feel that way because not only did he dump his trade value, but he's kind of dumped all over the Suns in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and forcing your way out this way is just not professional. It's just not. But we don't know what went on behind the scenes, and I don't want people to lose sight of, yes, when he's gone, he was still a fan favorite. He was still a guy that was intrinsic in helping this culture develop the way that it has as far as the basketball side is concerned. Um, the defense, the toughness, the grittiness, the swag that he brings to the table, that's going to be hard to replace. Um, so, And I think a lot of Suns players echoed that, that they're going to miss him, the things that they taught him, but he's kind of he's their brother for life, and they fully support him even though it puts the team in kind of a worse spot. Right, and we did obviously have to ask James, Monty, the players about the Jay Crowder situation. Here is what Monty or James Jones had to say when he was asked about the situation and more specifically if he could tell at the end of last season that Jay was unhappy. Um, no, this is an ongoing conversation. And after very fruitful and, and, and deliberate uh, conversations, we just decided it was best that he wasn't with us for training camp. Um, what that means going forward. Um, I don't know. We don't know. Um, but as of right now, it allows us and affords us the opportunity to focus on the guys that are here and, and focus on continuing to build the foundation that will carry us through the, the, the rest of this season. I really want to love Jay Crowder for what he did here in the Valley. Um, it's going to take some time for me to uh, kind of overcome the feels about the way he handled this. Um, for everything that he was professional about the last two years, I think he was – relatively unprofessional um, these last couple months. Mm -hmm. And he could have handled this much, much better than he did. He put the Suns in a really, really tough position. He could have had, he could have made trade demands behind the scenes, behind closed doors uh, to keep the Suns, allow the Suns to keep their leverage Mm -hmm. and uh, keep him in the fold and not make a scene. But what's happening now is they they put the Suns in a very, very tough spot to where they're going to have to try trade him for basically change because they're at a disadvantage and that's just that deserves a boo (laughs) that deserves a loud boo when you see him again i mean if i saw him on the street right now boo i mean what are the odds on a on a fuck jay crowder chant breaking out the first time he's back with a million percent i'm I'm wearing the shirt (laughs) i'm wearing his shirt that he signed I'm wearing it. (laughs) I will say that the thing that we've loved about Jay is also the thing that sucks about him right now is he has never been afraid to embrace the villain and to tout his worth. He's never been afraid to do that. He's doing it here. And to your point, it is interesting because with a lot of these guys that are demanding trades, you would think by now they'd kind of realize, like, if we keep this quiet, it helps my team's leverage and gives me a better chance of being out here. But sometimes if they keep it quiet, teams aren't willing to move them and they have to kind of force their hands. So, again, we don't know what those conversations between Monty, uh, James Jones, and Jay have been like. They all mentioned, Jay, not Jay, but everyone else mentioned those conversations have been private. They'll remain private. Um, but it is, it's not the most effective way to work your way out of a team is by making it public because then your team loses a lot of their leverage in those talks. To be fair, there's two really great comments in the chat right now. Hello said... Uh, he could have kept this behind the scenes, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. Jay is doing what we did want Kevin Durant to do right. earlier on <laughs> in the season. So we can't pick and choose mm. when players choose to uh, put themselves We can forward. when it comes to us. <laughs> uh, and then Frank also had a really great 
comment. Let's appreciate Crowder for his past commitment to the Suns, which he played a huge role of helping the team reach the finals. Mm -hmm. Absolutely true. And that is also the same type of sentiment that every other player on this team has right now towards Jay Crowder. Cam Johnson gave us a really great answer when asked about Jay. So really, really kind words from Cam Johnson there for Jay. And it's also good that Jay shared some of that knowledge and that some of that wisdom with Cam because we likely will see Cam in the starting lineup this year. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that we've talked about was how you lose a lot of that defense when mm -hmm. Jay is no longer in the starting lineup. And Cam literally said right there, how do you guard this type of position? What do you do in this situation? So at least he does was able to share some of that knowledge with him. And this was, again, every player that talked about Cam, or, uh, Jay there said the same type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Listen, man, time to move on, I guess. And that's fine with me. Right? Cam Johnson, listen, we've all been when speculating about it and we wondered if this was going to happen. Uh, I think it's, it's definitely Cam's time to jump in that starting lineup. Uh, hopefully, 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 uh, Monty doesn't pull a fast one and is like, "Oh, Dario's going to start instead," like, because <laughs> um, that doesn't do anybody any any good. I mean, uh, Monty did joke about it when he was kind of oh, asked. Jesus. I think he joked more in, in terms of him making the most of his opportunity and what he'll be able to do. But he did. He smiled and said, "We'll see." Mm -hmm. In in regards Classic to Cam Johnson as the starter, um, but yeah, it, it'll be Cam. There's no way it won't be Cam. And if it's not Cam, we'll. <laughs> We'll have some yeah. things to say about it, for and, sure. and deservedly so. Like, mm -hmm. listen, Cam is also in a contract year. Mm -hmm. Cam's got a lot on the line. You got to figure out what you have with Cam. Uh, you, again, if you don't do one thing at a high level, then you, you got to find out what that person could do. And Cam Johnson could shoot the ball. He could shoot the three at a high level, no doubt about that. But everything else. You know, those are the things that need to improve overall, like consistency, uh, being able to be that third or fourth scorer that, that, that you need. The Suns have every bit of the best starting five as any other team in the league. Mm -hmm. It's just the depth that's, that's going to come into play. And with Jay Crowder now on the outs, you got to figure out if you can get something in replace, to replace him, that's going to bolster this lineup because God knows – James Jones didn't do too much in the offseason to really bolster that bench. Um, he tried, but, uh, you know, we, we got a lot, of, uh, a lot of things off the scrap heap, and we're hoping that one of them sticks. So, Yeah, I, I think in terms of the starting lineup, like, yes, you are going to take a step back defensively, and obviously the depth is a big concern right now depending on what they can turn Jay Crowder into. But in terms of that starting lineup, I think that unit could lead the NBA in offensive rating. Like, the spacing is going to be ridiculous to – 
sheer firepower is going to be really good. Um, it's just a question of whether Cam's body is going to hold up because we've seen him get dinged up before. Um, and now in that starting role as a starting four, he's going to be tasked with guarding a lot of bigger guys now. So um, it'll be interesting to see how his body holds up and, and whether the offense can outweigh kind of the step back you're going to take defensively. Uh, Terry Keaton, I understand this, that Cam Johnson is a small forward, but he's going to have to play a little bit of power now that Jay Crowder is out of the lineup uh, because what else are you going to do? Right now you got you got CP3, you have Book. You're not going to put Mikhail at the power forward position because he's going to get bodied. And then you got to put Cam there, and then you have DA. What, 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 what magic sauce do you have? <laughs> yeah. He's... Also, Marco said, let's talk about guys who want to be here. Hold on one second, Marco. We are getting there, and you're going to love the sound bite. So just, just sit tight. We're almost there. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, speaking of Cam, he did also um, give us a really good answer about the Game 7 loss to the Mavs, which I know I, – I, I don't know about your mentions, but mine were – why aren't you asking about the Game 7 loss? Why isn't nobody asking about this? Well, somebody did ask, and mm. Cam had the best answer. I, I think that's the whole point of being a professional. I, I appreciate it that he was basically upfront about, yeah, I think about the Game 7 loss every day. And I think as a competitor, you should think about the loss every day because they came in, they smacked us around, they punched us in the mouth. So for him, this is motivation. This is something that is unacceptable and that he is thinking about constantly to push him to new heights. I, I think that's the approach it should be. Um, and a lot of guys, it was interesting to hear their different thoughts on Game 7 and the loss and... His was by far the one that I liked the most. Of course. I mean, because Cam always has really thoughtful answers. Like, mm -hmm. that's just who he is. And that's no shade at anybody else. It's just Cam is built to speak. Mm -hmm. Like, it, he just has really right. good answers all the time. Right. Also, I'm sorry for those of you who are having a problem with the audio. Uh, there's others that are not having problems with the audio. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm not sure what. The... When I said in the chat, I mentioned in the chat, sorry on the audio, it's because we're getting a mixed bag of reviews from you guys. Some of you are saying it's totally fine, and others saying you can't hear them at all. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Nothing changed on our end. Sean can hear it on the TV out there in the lobby, so we're good. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Um, but 
apologies if you are one of those who are struggle, struggling with the audio. Mm -hmm. Just know Cam had a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, now that basketball is just around the corner and we're already starting to have really cool events this fall, we want to invite you guys to even more of them, but we want you to be safe and healthy while you're joining us for all the fun events and the sports that we get to go to here in the near future. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Also want to remind you guys to check out our friends over at More Furniture who helped us uh, get our studios all set up, all the dope furniture in mm -hmm. our offices from the lounge chairs to these chairs we're sitting on, the tables, you name it. They hooked us up with some great stuff. And if you are in the market, maybe you're sprucing up your home or you also work in an office and you need a new comfy chair, check out their fall furniture sale, morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Okay. We're finally to the people who really want to be here, the ones that are <laughs> super happy, you guys. Yep. We're going to end on a real positive note here today. Mikkel Bridges <laughs> yes. was on the podium. Mm -hmm. And of course, he was asked about the Katie trade rumors and how it felt all offseason, knowing his name was kind of tied to those. Here's what he had to say. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I forgot, <laughs> kind of did forget about that whole Brooklyn situation this whole summer. Um, I don't know, I was just, you know, you know me, like, I don't want to ever leave here, you know. This is, like, new home, and I'm here so much, I don't even want to go back home because I just want to stay here every day. But, um, like I said, like, you know, like, it's part of the business, so I just, just sitting there and just keep doing what I'm doing every day and, Whatever happens, happens. Um, still, just blessed and grateful every day. So, but no, I definitely didn't want to. Definitely didn't want to leave here. I love that he would basically just said what all of us have been reacting to. Like, damn, I forgot about the whole Kevin Durant thing because it's been one story after right? another since right? then. Yeah. Like normally, that would have been the number one question at media day today about Kevin Durant trade rumors, yeah. but um, no, it, it's great to hear him. Obviously, still want to be here all summer long. He's been out and about in the Valley, like the Diamondbacks Appreciation Night, and uh, there was video of him at the Vine and all kinds of stuff. So it's cool that he has embraced being a part of this community and the community's embraced him right back. Listen, Mikhail is... Uh, we love Mikhail. You gotta, you gotta love somebody who has the kind of demeanor and the positivity that he has, even in the midst of uh, the KD rumors and how crazy those got. And uh, he still comes to work with a smile every single day, does everything he possibly can. He was out getting lit at the Vine out in Tempe. <laughs> like, he, he wants to be, embrace the community. The only thing Mikhail doesn't have on his resume when it comes to Arizona is being part of our community and coming onto our show. Yes. Let's go, Mikhail. Make this happen. We got Cam on already. Let's go. We'll get him. We'll get him on the show this year. Soon. He will. Um, but, yeah, it was Mikhail – just spoke so much about how he literally does not even want to go home in the summertime, which is crazy yeah. because it's so hot. That's yeah. the time you want to leave. But he loves being here so much that he doesn't even go home as often as you would think he would because he loves us all that much. And I think that's something that's really special. He also mentioned, too, that his first year here, because when he was in college, he was very recognized, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Everyone in public, 
everyone kind of at least one person wherever he went would know who he was and and approach him and he was totally fine with that but he said his first year here in phoenix maybe because he was kind of different coasts mm-hmm. he kind of got to act like a normal person for a little bit he's like but that's not the way that it is anymore and he absolutely loves that now yeah. though like he <laughs> He enjoyed that year off, but also I think Loki kind of missed it. <laughs> and now that he's made a name for himself here in Phoenix, he's like, I love seeing people out in the community and being able to interact with them and jump up and down and hang out on tables at the Vine and do fun things like that. And he just said he doesn't want to ever change his personality, but he also knows he has a responsibility to to mind his P's and Q's as well. Let's mm-hmm. not get too conflicted, right? It's much easier to enjoy the Valley when you have the fruits of your labor coming to you in the form of ninety million dollars mm-hmm. and the you know the nice house that of that probably affords, like, like, it's better than the studio apartment <laughs> or the two bedroom or the four bedroom that you were you know you know mm-hmm. kind of having to, to live in for a little while. But uh, no, I, I, Mikhail is awesome. Also, by the way, um, the six on their jersey is for Bill Russell. Just yes. in case you were wondering, uh, the jump man is for Jordan. Uh, <laughs> and so yeah, it, like Mikhail's just he's one of a kind man, and, and mm-hmm. we are we are blessed to have him. Like I, I and, and a lot of people are pointing out that they think he, he looks like he, he, he yoked up like you yeah. saw him in person. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I think everybody always thinks that players have gotten jacked over the summer. <laughs> I think he does look a little bit bigger, though, not like jacked, but he looks like he's put on a little bit of weight or muscle, um, which is something that last year because we had asked him about it. He was like, man, you guys don't know how much I lift, like how strong I feel, how strong I am. It just doesn't show because I'd never put on muscle. He was like, my metabolism's too fast or whatever. This year, it looks like he's put on a little bit more. Hey, he can say that all he wants, but I promise you, I promise you after that seven-game series, he went back to the drawing board like, okay, that shit can't happen again (laughs) because that's not fun getting bodied (laughs) by Luka Mm -hmm. for seven games. Like, and he knows it, and he knows it. And that's what what makes him such uh, a great player, um, especially defensively, is he understands that even when you're second in defensive player of the year um, voting, there's still things that you can improve on. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are what take players from good to great. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully Mikhail can can learn from some of those things and, uh, and tweak and come back and be better than he was last year. And I do know when we talked to Cam Johnson a couple weeks ago at his three-on-three tourney, he had mentioned the benefits of having an actual full offseason because uh, we were talking to our friend Kellen um earlier today and he was like yeah i looked at the calendar and it's actually like double the number of days the last two off seasons have been so when you have that much extra time to lift and stuff cam had mentioned having off days and how he and mikhail were lifting a lot so Mm -hmm. i think that will help with that kind of thing too you guys mentioned the jerseys in the chat we did get the first official look at the Phoenix Suns new statement edition jerseys. Mm -hmm. These are black jerseys with PHX on the chest and then the gradient of the Valley colors around the trim. And now that you see them on players, Gerald, you and I got to see them in person. What are you guys thinking about these? I like them. I think the shorts help make them even better. The shorts are dope. Yeah, the little the little colored ring at the bottom is really yeah. nice touch. Um, and I I liked them. I I didn't think they were bad. I just think people are rightfully comparing them to the Valley jersey because that's what they're replacing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they look nice. Like they're good. And and people keep comparing them to the those ones that the Utah Jazz have had the gradient ones or whatever. Yeah. I think these look nicer and they're more black than kind of the 
purplish that those jazz ones were. I like them. Yeah, I don't hate them. I think the the shorts I'm going to buy. The shorts for are sure. amazing. Yeah. Million percent. I love those mm-hmm. shorts. The jersey, you know, it, it's not the Valley jersey. It just isn't. Right. Uh, but it's still it's it's still a suitable replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like and I like the little tweak on the designs on the collars and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm good with it. Some of the players seem to be big fans of it, too. I asked DA and Jock Landale what they thought about the jerseys that they were wearing, and they both said, we love them. Mm-hmm. They look great. Um, and then Book was asked about the throwback jerseys, mm-hmm. the Sunburst jerseys, and mm-hmm. he said those are his favorite jerseys of all time, and he's super stoked that they're back this year, and he can't wait to wear them. Yep. Man of the people. He understands. Yeah. So <laughs> I know, I think, like Charles said, I'll give it some time to grow on me. You exactly what you need to do. I understand it's not the valley. The valley was the peak of that type of a style, that kind of a look of a jersey. These are still really good jerseys, you guys, especially when you go back and look at some of the jerseys we had over the past (laughs) few years. Oh, yeah. These are still really good jerseys. If we like if you had replaced the orange jerseys back in the day with the orange burst on it with these, everyone would have died over these jerseys. Mm So that's the thing. Again, this is a common theme that I keep bringing up. We're starting to get nicer things, right? Everything's newer. Everything's shinier. Mm-hmm. It's brighter. Right. So we got to be thankful <laughs> that we're finally getting nicer things. Yes. Okay. True. We True. don't have to jumpstart our car every morning to get to work. <laughs> no. We have one that just turns on, and that's great. Exactly. So. <laughs> Moving up in the world. But I do like them. And um, I think we are in store for maybe one more jersey release before the season starts, right? I mean, we got to wait for the turquoise ones, right? Oh, yeah. Bring on the turquoise. turquoise Let's go, turquoise. We should get something. One of them's got to come out Mm -hmm. some. We're almost there. These specific ones, the statement edition jerseys, those black ones, the first time the team will wear these uniforms is when they open the season against the Mavs on the 19th. So, Mm -hmm. of course, it's the Mavs. That's when everyone will be able to really see them in action and fully. Fully judge whether or not you guys like them. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to try and pick up those shorts because I love those shorts. Oh, yeah. Those They're are great. super cute. Thank you guys for joining us today. We appreciate you as always. Also, a quick reminder, if all of the excitement of Phoenix Suns basketball being back is keeping you up at night and you need a little something to help you just get a good night's rest, our friends over at OGs have your back because they just launched their brand new sleep edition gummies and you won't want to sleep on these. Yes, you heard that right. OG's is now flavoring dreams with a 2 to 1 THC CBN ratio gummy. And the CBN is a compound that helps specifically for falling and staying asleep. So this is a really great option for those of you who are having a hard time getting a good night's rest or you're just so excited because Suns basketball is just around the corner. We highly recommend you guys check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com or you can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands. And of course, you can always find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Any final thoughts, you guys? Not really. we got plenty of things to talk about for the rest of the week. I we do. We have a lot of stuff because we only covered the big guys, the big topics. There's going to be a lot of good stuff that came out of today. A lot you're going to learn about some of the new faces and the other uh, reserve guys. Um, and make sure to go to gophnx.com because we're going to have a ton of stories on there. We've got one from over the weekend with Jay Crowder trade possibilities that we'll probably get into a little bit tomorrow. Um, so there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out this week. And not to mention training camp is happening. So we'll yes. be talking to players all day. We'll, Gerald <laughs> will be there covering it for mm-hmm. us. Um, we might stop by a few times, but we're going to actually be able to see a lot of these new guys in action. Hopefully we'll get some five on five at some point mm-hmm. throughout the week. And 
we'll have updates for you guys from all of that. So we stay also, tuned. We also have a couple of guests. And I say couple because I know Lindsay's working on one. I just got a confirmation for one. Oh. And so, uh, yeah. How right. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> nice. People in the building. Yay. Let's go. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow, 2 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. Of course, if you can't catch us live, you can always catch us wherever you listen to your podcast. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. Saul. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you can't stay here, so you might as well be like Jay Crowder and go, bye-bye. <laughs> hey, yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B.